Special guest in the building tonight, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mr. Kelvin Kite, yes, sir. Mr. Hennessy, Mr. Football slash Hennessy, Hennessy Lincoln himself in the building, yes, sir. Uh, we appreciate you coming in, boss. Uh, we really just want to go ahead and get into it and how you start off in football, man. How how it start for you, man? It started off uh, playing in little league football in Browns Mill in uh, Latonia, Georgia. Eastside. Um, Eastside. Yes, <laughs> but, um, man, started out playing. And actually, my first year playing, I was a D tackle. Whoa. And, uh, okay. so wait on yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was a big kid back then. But, um, uh, ended up getting MVP my first year ever playing football, yes. you know, okay. as a, as a tackle. Like it was, it was, it was yeah, yeah. And, um, from there, you know, I ended up losing weight. So, it was going by weight system back then. Right. And so all of us, um, all my buddies that were playing football, we always had to lose 10 to 12 pounds every year to stay in our weight class or we would have had to play right. up. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you didn't want to play up because them boys was a lot bigger, right. you know. Yeah. So we used to get, uh, uh, ride around with trash bags on, sitting in the car with the heat on. Now they'll say that's child abuse. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, shoot, I mean, it was just something that all of us did back then, playing outside and things like that. And um, it was just something that came along. I was – basketball was my natural sport that I really loved. I was just end up being better at football. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I went from playing at the park ball until I got to sixth grade. And uh, I stopped after that. And I was like, man, I, got, I had a knee injury. And – I was like, I'm just going to stick to basketball. But I told all my buddies that my mama wouldn't let me play football no more. <laughs> <laughs> I, needed, I needed a way out. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Okay, okay. okay. So, That's you know, easy. Mama yeah, yeah. Play, mama, exactly. Can't they, they can't question right? mama. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, after that, um, I stopped playing football from sixth grade all the way to 10th grade. I ain't play a lick of football. Didn't even think about football. Um, That's crazy. It was just mostly basketball, basketball, basketball. Played a little bit of baseball. Then in uh, eighth grade, I got cut from the baseball team. So I was like, well, I guess it ain't going to be no baseball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's That eliminate one of them. You know what I'm saying? So went back to basketball. Um, Tim Gray had a coach. They played for the Miami Dolphins. And uh, William Judson came out. He was our first-year head coach. And he was like, man, I heard about you. You know what I'm saying? You out there doing good, got good footwork. I heard about what you used to do in park ball. And he was like, uh, why don't you come out and try out for football in the spring just to see how you like it? Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, you know, I'm not going to do that. You know, so my basketball coach had talked to us um, and was like, no, nah, you, you know, out there, you go out there and play football, you're going to end up getting hurt. Yeah. You're going to be able to play oh, basketball. This, this this yeah, this is a thought in high school. You know, Eric Mann, uh, you know, he's a legend. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, 
he was just trying to look out for us, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And uh, so I ended up, Coach Justin ended up coming to one of my AAU practice with the Atlanta Celtics mm-hmm. and was like, look, man, just come out there, come to, strength, come to spring camp and uh, and find out what's going on and see if you like it. If you don't, then shoot, go ahead. Yeah. Man, I went out there and showed out, you know, my first pass. I caught over two couple guys and did a couple wild, things. Wild coach a bit. So I was like, okay, I'm liking this a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm liking this. So, first game come, we had Thero. We playing Thorough at Lakewood Stadium on the turf. My first catch, 10th grade high school, was 60-yard touchdown. Damn. <laughs> first kick, second kicks, 43-yard touchdown. Okay. Same, <laughs> game. Same game. Wow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? After that, I catch a one-hand bomb on the sideline. 40 yards on the sideline, one-handed. You know what I'm saying? This man yeah, so, I mean, it was it was crazy. Like, that game, I had a little reverse. I went for 40 yards. You know what I'm saying? It was I was like, dang, is it this easy or was it just playing against them? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it just started to click. And uh, I was always fast. Yeah. And then it was just, man, next game I did the same thing. You know, touchdown here, touchdown. Every punt return, you know, punt return, I'm taking them all to the house. Kick return, taking them all to the house. Straight from the get-go, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm like, hold on. This, I, I could get it like this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, let me, let me, you know what I'm saying? So, I did that, and um, after my 10th grade year, I started really putting the work in that I needed to. Because 10th grade was just more of going off talent, you know what I'm saying, pure talent. So I started working out, started my, you know, the coach got me into um, lifting weights because I had never lifted weights before 10th grade. My dad always believed in doing push-ups and sit-ups at the mm-hmm. house. But it's crazy, I came in stronger than some of the guys that who had been lifting weights forever, you know what I'm saying? So I got done, came in doing that. Um, man, I had some awesome guys that I played with, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the East Side legend, Brandon, Outlaw, Clifford. Uh, Terrence Duke Outlaw Jacoby Yeah man He he got a gym Momentum that we Be going training at On the All east right. side You know what I'm saying So um, And that's real big But you know I had a lot of guys Reese McCampbell My quarterback um, Raymond Kerbo My quarterback Back then And um, Man Them boys used to throw that ball You know what I'm saying Look I used to tell them Throw it up, I'm gonna go get it. No. That's it. That's it. You know what I'm saying? You throw it up, I'm gonna grab it. You ain't got nothing to worry about. Only one person coming down with that thing. You know what I'm saying? So my tenth grade year, after my tenth grade year, I start I received starts receiving letters. You know okay. what I'm saying? I didn't know what none of this meant. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even take it as nothing serious. And um so I started receiving letters and all my dad was like, well, I'm gonna just get a bin. So he got one he got one. In, in America. So, so what were you ranked in Georgia? Because you were wide receivers. I was ranked number one in Georgia. Okay, what about where you number three in the nation? Wide receiver. Number three wide receiver. Number three wide receiver in the nation. What? Yeah. Why you didn't go to MLK? <laughs> it wasn't built. <laughs> hey, look, it wasn't built then. Oh, man. It wasn't built then. Oh, Stevenson was the school. Yeah. MLK, I missed out. You know, Stevenson and, and Southwest were the schools then. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Stevenson had just been built like two or three years, and they basically took a lot of the people that we had. You know, otherwise, we would have had a, a dominant school at Lathonia. You right. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. a lot of that yeah. talent <laughs> that went to Stevenson was Lathonia's zone. Okay. 
You know what I'm saying? So we, feel, you know, kind of fell off there, but man, it, it, it was, it was, it was fun, man. Crazy. I can imagine that being. And so I respect it now. Then I was just, I was just living. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really look at football like that, so I didn't really realize what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or, or how people looked at it, or this and that. But man, if you came to a football game and you seen a punt go up, you knew kite back then. Everybody called him kite. You know, kite was gonna take it to the house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The stands, you know, they they was ready. Kick return. It was going to the crib. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it was. It was. That's just what it was. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't. Man, I I didn't live in the moment like I. And I, sometimes I re, I feel like I should have. But you know, I was I was very humble. You know what I'm saying, and and um, didn't really. Do you think you recognized like the magnitude behind like your name and what you were doing on the field at the time? Didn't at all. What it did it just feel like? Just like I'm just balling. Like. I'm I'm just going out here doing, you know what I'm saying, just doing what God blessed me to do. Okay. You know what I'm saying, and uh, never took it as like I'm better than nobody. I'm yeah. this type of person. Like, man, I'll go around the school. I'm like, we had a dude named Crip. Man, he um he was a water boy. That was my butt. That was my dog. You know what I'm saying? I was I was never above nobody. You know what I'm saying? That's the way I still I am now. You know what I'm saying? I don't look at myself as being average, but you know what I'm saying? I'm I always want to be the best at everything I do. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah. So I done got to college. I mean, well, graduated. It's crazy. I committed to Michigan my 11th grade year. My 11th grade, I committed to the University of Michigan. Went there on an unofficial visit. In May, it was snowing. Mm-hmm. Like that. It's like, nah, this what ain't it. <laughs> this, ain't, this, this ain't it right here. You know what I'm saying? Not this is May. not it. It's, it's May. It's cold out here. You know, it's 30 degrees out here. That's too far. You know what I'm saying? And then at the time, my mom was sick, um, going through some things and kind of sick. So I was like, I need to find somewhere closer to home. Right. Wanted to go to UGA because that's where my mama went. She played basketball at UGA. One of the, oh, one of the, yeah, yeah, one of the first black females to be okay. play basketball at UGA. Oh, you know awesome. what I'm saying? So I was like, man, okay. So Jim Dunning flew in. You know what I'm saying? Drove to the crib, sitting in my living room. At the time, he was the head coach for UGA, mm-hmm. and. It was one black coach on the foot on the on the staff. His name was Patrick Ramsey, right? and that was a broad receiver coach. Okay. I had been dealing with him the whole time. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling UGA. You know okay. what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, it's like a father figure too. Okay. You know, I can go there and trust him. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. Jim Dunning comes in my living room and says, "Look, I don't know what he done told you, know what he done said, but I don't know how long he gonna be here anyway." Right then, oh, I knew I was like, I can't trust this guy right yeah. here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If he wouldn't have did it, I would have been in UGA. Wow. You know, a lot of people don't know that. That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when he did that, the next day it was me and this guy named Travis Harris that went to Southwest linebacker. Neither one of us signed with UGA, and he was a, he was in our zone to recruit us. Mm-hmm. They fired Patrick Ramsey the next day. He went. He went in the office, punched Jim Dunning in the mouth. What? Yeah, it was on the news and everything. Oh Jeez. no! Yeah, it was I on the news and everything. You get my talent, then you go. You let it, me go. It was big. You know what I'm saying? So, 
I was glad I didn't make I made that decision not to go, but I ended up going on visits to LSU, Tennessee. I went to Arkansas. Um, I went to uh, Florida State. It's crazy, man. Florida State. The guy told me he said, "Look, we only got two scholarships. If you don't sign while you're here, then you might as well kiss it goodbye." <laughs> so I was like. You know what? I'm good on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't that guy. You know, I got other options. You know what I'm saying? I'm Yeah. Get out of here. So, so I got done. Went to. Um, I never visited Florida. Never took a visit to the University of Florida, and I signed with Florida. You know what I'm saying? So I just prayed on it. I was like, I woke up. They called me. As a matter of fact, Florida, they was recruiting me, but I didn't take them serious. You know what I'm saying? Because back then, Peter Ward, you know what I'm saying? Dub, you know, everybody, you know what I'm saying? Everybody knew Peter Ward, you know what I'm saying? And how he ran routes, he used to call him Doug because he stick, you know what I'm saying? He was, he was gone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, man, Florida, you know what I'm saying? Like that. And uh, I started looking at the history, and Travis Taylor, and Daryl Jackson left. They ended up committed to the committing to the NFL, mm. and I was like, "This it right here. Yeah. I gotta got damn, yeah. I gotta got damn, yeah." So, question for you real quick though, you remember the two guys that were right ahead of you, wide receiver wise, when you was in high school? Reggie Vickers out of um, Miami, Florida, and I forgot the other guy. But what's crazy, the number one guy that was ranked ahead of me, that was number one in the nation, uh -huh. he he signed for, to Florida, too. The same, so yeah, both went to Florida? So both of us went to Florida. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's <laughs> <laughs> number one guy, uh, Jesse Palmer at the time. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? So um, we get to Florida, you know what I'm saying? So I signed to Florida. And then that spring game they had, I ended up going down for just an unofficial visit just to see the mm -hmm. campus and everything like that. That You know, the boys set it out for me, had a good time. Right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was a good time. So I was like, man, I made the right decision. Yeah, you know? uh -huh. Four hours from the crib. Yeah. I can drive and come home when I want to. You know what I'm saying? It was good. good. Yeah, good Great weather all the time. So, weather, you know what I'm saying? It ended up being something special. Steve Spurrier, the coach, he putting people in the NFL oh, yeah, like crazy. So I made a good decision, you know what I'm saying? And, um, man, I went there my freshman year. Man, a lot of kids, you know, think about red shirt when they go to college and they like, man, I don't want a red shirt, you know what I'm saying? I want to play. Yeah. I wish I would have red shirted. You know what I'm saying? Just off the sense of I would have got more experience in and I would have, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But This is your resume. Yeah, but, you know, I bust my ass to work hard. So I end up, you know what I'm saying, not registering and, and getting able to being able to start. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying. So as I freshman, as a freshman, freshman a good, true man. freshman. Ooh. You know what I'm saying. Magic so everybody at the crib Ooh. and Latonia, you know what I'm saying. I'm rapping for the crib. You know what I'm saying. Like yeah, I'm rapping for the East Side. You know what I'm saying. So. I got people that UGA fans repping the Florida, yeah, you know. Yeah. That don't happen all the time, you know what I'm saying? So got done. Um it was crazy, man. And um I uh shit, it was crazy. So after that, 
once I did that um, with UGA, so when I was at Florida, damn, I forgot all I was talking about. That's, that's, look, that's <laughs> that, that CTE. You ended up starting True Fresh. Oh, yeah, that, that's that CTE. Little <laughs> 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 nah, but serious. Um, man, yeah, so I started, I started as a True Freshman. The fourth game of the season, we playing in Kentucky. You know what I'm saying? I go out, I catch my first pass. It's like a 12-yard out right on, yeah. on the sideline. I catch it, and I make the first dude miss, and then I got the next dude hit me out of bounds, and I fumbled the ball, but the ball went out of bounds, so I was good. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So I got up. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a rookie, bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know if I was cussing out my bad. No, no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so – you know what I'm saying? So I get up like, yeah, nigga, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm good. So uh, after that, you know what I'm saying, I was straight. Everything was going good. And then we hit the Mississippi State game. It's like the fifth game of the season. I got done, get on there, first pass, a little five-yard hitch. I'm like, I was nervous that game. For some reason, I was nervous. You know what I'm saying? And um, they had, it was a 40,000 stadium, 40,000 people stadium, right? You know, mind you, UF is 98,000. Right. You okay. know what I'm saying? So we in half of that. But these motherfuckers, 40,000, they got these motherfucking cowbells. And they hitting the motherfuckers like this right here. Oh, that shit sound louder than the whole 90,000 we got. You right. feel me? <laughs> so, for, so for some reason, I was a little nervous. Got done. They threw me the first ball, a little five yard hitch. I got them muffed it. You know what I'm saying? Coach Spurrier was that type of person that. If you don't got done do what you supposed to do the first time, you go to the back of the bus and you gotta wait your turn to come back up. Damn. Man, I dropped that ball. He said, "You know, you know what, Kelvin, you're a freshman. We just gonna uh, put you to the back. I mean, you know, you work your way back up. You know what I'm saying?" Oh, man. I said, "What the? That's one catch. Oh, one catch. Damn. One missed oh, opportunity." Fight, Coach, hey. <laughs> hey. But that's what he demanded perfection. That's why Florida was so good in them time. He demanded perfection. You was either gonna be perfect or you wasn't gonna play. You know what I'm saying? So I ended up going to the back of the bus. You know what I'm saying? And I played sporadically some more. You know my uh, freshman year, and uh, boom, that was over. Played um, sophomore year. Played a lot. You know what I'm saying? But didn't play a lot because. Didn't play as much as I wanted to because we had Jabbar Gaffney, Rishay Caldwell, Taylor Jacobs. Them boys just started showing out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So got to my junior year. What's crazy, man, how God worked, man. Uh, against UGA, right? Oh. <laughs> so I come home the week before. That was our bye week, the week before oh, UGA. I'm in the barber shop. I know you talking cash. <laughs> now, hold on. I'll be, you know me, I'm the humble type. So I'm being humble. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to, you know what I'm saying, talk too much cash money shit, yeah. you know. So I was like, you know, I'm be humble. They in the barber shop, like UGA finna tax that ass. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, they finna talking, Yeah, they, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay, okay. I don't know, like me, I don't know how much I'm going to get the ball and this and that. So, I'm like, you know, I can't really talk too much yeah, shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, game come around. And I swear, man, Taylor Jacobs was the man. It was me, Taylor Jacobs, and Carlos Perez. We were the top three receivers at the time. But Taylor Jacobs was the guy that was getting all the balls at the time. You know what I'm saying? First quarter, five minutes into the game, he hurts his knee. Boom, he out. 
Now you they yeah, think they they think they good. You know what I'm saying? Man, we went to we went to this um offense of throwing screen rock. I had nine catches, 110 yards in the first half. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now let me tell you how the announcers let me tell you how the announcers did me on TV. Kevin Kite. Kevin my name Kelvin Kite. Kevin Kevin Knight. Oh no. Kevin Knight from Louisiana. Wow. They ain't even rep my whole town. They ain't even rep the L Town on the east side. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where did he get that from? Bruh. Man, it was nah, it was crazy. Everybody, all my homeboy called him out of the game. Bruh, they talking about you from Louisiana. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh. But Man, it was one of them games. It, it was just one of them games. Everything they threw at me, I was catching. You know what I'm saying? I was. I, it, it was crazy. And we ended up winning the game off the last drive. My dog Terrence Edwards from UGA dropped the pass in the middle of the field, and we ended up got done winning. <laughs> it was it was crazy. But one thing about it, yeah, shout out to them Gators because I ain't losing to UGA not one year in four years. You no, know? Yeah, crazy. I went undefeated. I went undefeated against them. I went undefeated against the Bulldogs. You got to play. You got to play in Athens twice. No, nah, no, nah, we you know we play in Jacksonville. No, I, they beat. Yeah, we play in Jacksonville. Damn, they beat. Yeah, I didn't know they been doing it for that long. Yeah, so we got them. Yeah, we swept. But we had won about ten years in a row back then. You know what I'm saying? With Spurrier, we had run one like ten years. So it was a norm to beat Georgia. Back then, you know what I'm saying? It it wasn't like Georgia was competing with us. It was a norm. Like, we playing UGA, we already got their heart. They ain't even, you know, they going to come out and play us hard, but we they in the, in the back of their mind, we got their ass. You know what I'm saying? That's the way we thought. You know what I'm saying? And it always prevailed like that. So. Yeah. Man, so after that, you know what I'm saying, I played my four years, had my senior year, did pretty well my senior year. And, uh, but I wasn't, you know, I went to the combine where they invite only like 200-some people to the combine. And, uh, well, my senior year, the Outback Bowl game, I caught a 70-yard touchdown. But at the same time I caught a touchdown, I told my quad. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Now, people thought I was high-stepping in the end zone. You know what I'm saying? Doing a little dance. But I was trying to just slow down. You know what I'm saying? Because my shit had popped. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It, it had popped open where you could put your fist in my quad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it had popped. The whole muscle had just popped. It just separated. Separated. You know what I'm saying? Did you get tackled in? Or no, I don't know. Like, run. It was that far. I was, I was gone. And it was crazy. Bob, you might remember him. Bob Sanders. He played, oh, yeah. he was a safety for the Colts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. went to Iowa here. State. Yeah. yeah. I burnt him on that play. You know hey. what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? I come in, I'm, uh, I'm high-stepping into, I'm just trying to slow down because I know my shit had popped. You yeah. feel me? So, after that, I'm working hard. That was the 1st of January. So, okay. I'm working hard. February 28th is the combine. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm working hard to get, get back. So I go out there and I run like a, I think I run like a four five two or something like that. So then I got um come to our pro day, I get better for our pro day, and I run like a four four two. You know what I'm saying? So they were like, man, okay, he got some speed, you know, catch everything, got some hands. But 
our wide receiver draft that year was so deep. You know what I'm saying? We had Calvin Johnson that year, Larry Fitzgerald that year. We had man, we had receivers that was just talented from the top to the bottom. Uh-huh. So after the third round of the draft, they stopped picking receivers. They was like, well, we can just get them in free agency. That's a 30-ass game. You know what I'm saying? So, a lot of people don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Right. And I didn't realize until I got in the NFL. But they were, they was like, well, we can just get these guys in, in free agency. We ain't got to pay them this. And we good. And so, what's crazy, I'm going to tell you this. So, what's crazy, day one, I knew I wasn't going to get drafted. So, I ain't had no draft party, no shit like that. Day two, I'm like, shit, I'm going to go before the seventh round. Right. I had a big ass drive party at the park. I had all my homeboy there, my family, friend. I had really it was the whole Lithonia community at them. I'm talking about everybody was there. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And goddamn, I get there. We got done waiting. Fifth round go, sixth round go. Like, fuck. Seventh round come up. It's like 10, 15 picks left. Fuck. I ain't finna even get drafted. That shit was so embarrassing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody there to support you at the yeah. park. At Salem Park, right down the east side. Oh and I throw you. Like, the whole park right packed. You feel house. me? Yeah, we know about all the that. whole park packed. You know what I'm saying? And got dang. I was sitting there looking like, damn, I ain't even get drafted. So, up. it was like the fifth from the last pick. And I get a call on the phone. It was from the Rams. And he was like, my agent was like, look, the Rams want to sign you as a priority free agent. Like, bet. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't even think about it, think it out, because I was just wanting to get signed. You know what I'm saying? You've been doing this all your life. Yeah. You're hard. It's time to take it to the next time. Yeah. So, I got down was like, man, bet. I'm first, first team that come along. Like, hey, I'm good. But I didn't even really think about sitting there and look at it that, the Rams had the greatest show on turf. Yeah, yeah. I, Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce, Bruce. Dane Looker, uh, Sean McDonald, Marshall Falk. You had all these Kurt people Warner in place. Kurt Warner. Yeah. Man, you had all these people in place. What I'm going to go there and do? You know what I'm saying? Right. Even if I am better. They, you know what I'm saying? Practice squads. So, bruh. I get the I'm having a great camp. I'm like, I'm doing everything that coaches add. Mark Mike Mark's playbook about this thick. You know what I'm saying? It's a novel. Yeah, it's a novel, bro. So <laughs> I'm learning the playbook. So the first week before the first preseason get preseason game, I get cut. They come up to you like I ain't and I didn't know anything about this. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I just get out the shower, I'm putting on my clothes. And so they call this guy the Reaper. Mm-hmm. So when the Reaper come, everybody turn their back and they get in their little locker because they know he coming to tap you on your shoulder. Yeah. So I ain't know that. You know, I'm getting dressed like everything all good. The Reaper come tell me on my shoulder. He was like, look, bring your playbook. I got your plane ticket. You know what I'm saying? Like got to go back yeah. to the A, you know? I know I got your plane ticket. Oh, they already had you ready. That's crazy. <clears throat> then, then... We was doing a uh, training camp in Chicago. So you had to drive. You had to ride an hour and a half to the airport. <clears throat> so I'm sitting there thinking about everything. Hour and a half now. <laughs> like, bro, I'm like, look, I just did. I said, dang, I could have sold drugs. I could have got, got a job. I <laughs> look, I just did a whole 360. And I'm going back to the crib with everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, damn. 
So I, mean, I ain't even tell my folks that I had got cut. I ended up sleeping at the sleep in on Panola Road right behind the BP. Yes, sir. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> true, true story, bro. I'm talking about I went there, didn't even tell them. Man, I'm sitting in that bit crying my eyes out, bro. Like, damn. I done got damn work. I did all that goddamn work, and I'm right back where I started it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? I went, and I got down, sat down on my knee, and I prayed. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? Then I got down, went to sleep. 5.23 in the morning. i never forget it. My agent called me. He was like, look, Green Bay wants you to fly. We got, they got your ticket. They finna fly you out at 8.15 in the morning. You got to try with them. Got on that goddamn plane. Got there. Made the team. Sir. Well, I made that I made that cut for the goddamn um to be to go out there for a spring for the game. Right. And so Quick question. <clears throat> is this this all the same I guess preseason? Yeah, this all right the same exact time. I got cut. So so you didn't get drafted, you you went to, to the Rams, they cut that you. June. So the Rams, the Rams, uh, they they uh, I guess preseason stuff was going on in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's where we had training camp. Oh, we had training, training camp in Chicago. Chicago. They cut you, you. Go back to the A, then you get that call back to go to Green Bay. The next morning at five in the morning, five twenty three in the morning. Okay. Like so, then I go to Green Bay. I'm out there. You know what I'm saying? They try me out. I do my thing, and then uh, after that. They was like, well, we're going to sign you now. So, you know what I'm saying? They signed me. I got like a little $5,000 signing bonus. You know what I'm saying? A well, a little something, something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, um, man, I had a week to learn the playbook. A week. We played that Sunday. I had oh, a week man. to learn the playbook. How was that? Like, how was that? Did you get it down before the Sunday? So, or? all the guy, all the fellas, you know what I'm saying? Donald Driver, Robert Ferguson, Antonio Chapman, all these guys were there. You know, they had been there a couple, so they knew the playbook. So Brett Favre is the coach at this. I mean, it's the quarterback. Quarterback at this time. Okay, yeah. Cool. And Doug Peterson was the backup quarterback. Okay. So I got done. I'm like, I'm them. These boys going out after the uh, practice. You know what I'm saying? After we had back then, we had. Three of days. It wasn't two of days. It was three of days. Word. You know what I'm saying? For camp. Right. And um, so we got them. They going out afterwards, going to, you know, places. I'm like, man, I can't do it. I got to stay in this room and learn my plays. You know what I'm saying? Bro, ended up starting first preseason game. Crazy. What? Crazy. Starting first preseason game. Didn't get no catches, though. I ain't kidding. You know, they ain't throwing the ball. Throwing the ball in there. <clears throat> But against the Saints, first preseason game, took a got done sixty three yard touchdown punt return to the crib. Yes, sir. Against the Saints, I was like, okay, yeah, I can do it. What's your forty time? Four four two. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. So took one to the crib. Next punt return. To get 48 yards. Got shoestring tackled on the 11 yard line. Ah. You know what I'm saying? So they was like, okay, then we need to start looking at this kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what got me in special teams. Okay. okay. So then at that point on, every game they I was back there at punt return, kick out return. You know what I'm saying? And uh and I never forget this. So I was going into the last preseason game. 
they was like, look, well, you this close to making the team. You got done. You just got to, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't fuck up. Man, Tennessee Titans, fourth quarter. All right, I'm going to tell you some real shit. Okay. Real <laughs> shit. So, I had a little chick that was supposed to come fly to Wisconsin that night. Right? Uh, okay. Bad so, I flew flew, <laughs> <laughs> flew in to Wisconsin. You know what I'm saying? And uh, at the game, I was I was focused on the game at first. And then I like, full quarter, I like, look, they ain't finna throw me the ball. I had caught a couple punt return, but it was fair catches. Yeah. And it wasn't nothing big. So, I was like, you know what I'm saying? It was three minutes left in the game. I'm like, shit, well, I'm ready to get back to the yeah. crib. I'm ready to get back to the, you know, to the hotel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Back in Green Bay. Because, you know, we flew out. We had our own private plane. Flew yeah. back. So... Three minutes left in the game. They said, hey, 13, y'all go in. So we go in. You know, my mind already ain't on it. Yeah. Man, they called this uh, play called Mills. It was a a dig, right, 10-yard dig with a post over top. Me and the cornerback one-on-one, I beat them clean. I'm talking about I beat them so bad. Yeah. I was <clears throat> running down the middle of my – running down the middle of the field on the post route by myself. Mm-hmm. Drop that bitch. Oh, <laughs> it was a nerve. Drop. It wasn't no nerves. I, my mind was thinking about it's something else. Hotel. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Bro, that's like when I be trying to tell these kids these days, bro, I done been through everything you could be go through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I dropped that bitch. I fumbled it. I got done. And Doug Peterson told me, he was like, look, man, when I fumbled it, I laid on the ground. And I was like, man, fuck. I done missed my opportunity. Yeah. So, so you definitely would have took it to the house if you caught it. Oh, I was gone. Oh, okay. Like, it yeah. was, it was, it, like, Buddy had got done, failed. Damn. Like, I had beat him so bad, he failed. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and we was on, like, the, their 40-yard line. So, it was probably, like, a 40-yard throw. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? I dropped that bit. So, I was like, golly. So, uh, I never forget it. Donald Driver came over to me. He was like, look, man, we all made mistakes. You better not ever lay on that grind after you drop a ball. You know what I'm saying? It's just part of the football. <laughs> so we ended up, God bless me, to end up going to an, another series before we got out. They went three and out. Okay. The Titans went three and out. They're like a minute and ten seconds left in the game. <clears throat> minute and ten seconds left in the game. It had to be a close game, I'm assuming. It's just preseason, so they just trying to see. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't like no regular game. It's just preseason. So, minute ten seconds left. Uh, Mike Sherman, the, the uh, head coach, was like, I want to see what he's going to do. Threw me a ball down the sideline. Caught that bit. Mm. One foot in, one foot out. I was out of bounds, though. <laughs> so I was like, "Fuck!" Oh. But I caught it though. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. 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 I caught that bit yeah. though. Hey, the hands there. <laughs> so the next one, um, after that, I caught one. I did a dig route, caught it across the middle. Boom, caught it and went down. It was about probably like 26 yards. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So after the game, I'm like, "Man, I just messed up my opportunity." You know what I'm saying? I, I don't let this damn thinking about this damn girl. I got messed my head up. You know what I'm saying? Had to be fun. So the next day we get to the whole next day, they tell us they send us a message on the phone saying that by three o'clock, if they call you by three o'clock, 
you, we need you to come to the uh, stadium because you need turning your stuff and we got a plane ticket for you. <clears throat> got done. 2.50 hit. I ain't got no call yet. 3 o'clock hit. I ain't got no call yet. Yes, sir. I called mom. So, like, look, I think I made it. And I ain't got no call yet. 327. Hey, bro. 327. They said, look, we got them going to call. We're going to put you on the practice squad. So we're going to cut you from the regular team, but we're going to put you on the practice squad. So I'm like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I ain't, it wasn't all bad, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? <clears throat> so I was like, okay, cool. So I made the practice squad. I got to take the picture with the team because, yeah. you know, you're still part of the team. I was, everything was all good. And then the season went by. Like after the eighth game of the season, I got elevated to the real 53-man roster, okay. you know what I'm saying? So it was all good. Then played, had a good time. They sent me over to Germany, uh, to Frankfurt, to play for. Back then, they had uh, European football, so I went over there to Frankfurt and played. You know what I'm saying? They sent you. <clears throat> yeah, because what they do is allocate you to they allocated players that they felt needed some extra work. Okay. And they would send you out for three months, and you played so in the European league. Why are they doing that now? That's that's that sounds legit. They cut it out. They cut it out. And them people over there love, love football, man. When I tell you, you know, soccer is the biggest thing over there. Yeah. But they love football. Right, and that's why like, I was thinking about putting the team over. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? London is somewhere. I, like, I lived over there for two years. <coughs> and they. When I tell you, I stayed well, six I months. Like and I stayed in Frankfurt. That was the, man, that was one of the best things I could have ever experienced, man. Them folks Germany, love you over man, there. Germany, Boy, I'm telling you. I lived there for two years, <coughs> man. It's crazy. Yeah, they had this place called the Holly Golly. It was by the uh, by the uh, the Air Force Base, the Army Base. It was by the Army Base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was. What, it was weird. And they showed you a lot of love. You know what I'm saying? A lot of sure. love. Oh, yeah. Especially them girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, you want to So after that, I got done. So. When that happened, I ended up going to Green with Green Bay. They ended up cutting me when I came back because in Frankfurt, I got hurt. My quad messed up again. Damn. Came back, ended up getting hurt over there. It was in Alabama with uh, Dr. Jane Andrews trying to get my heel, my heel and my quad back together. So I ended up getting cut from them, <clears throat> went to Jacksonville. My head was out of it then. Cause I was like, man, I just don't know. You know what I'm saying? My leg kind of, it was never healed all the way. You know, but I'm forcing myself because I got to do it. You know what I'm saying? To be able to stay. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you're a free agent, it's different when you're a free agent than when you can get done, actually get drafted. They don't give you the same opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So you got to really push yourself to all try right. to make it. And, um, so end up going to Minnesota and was on the practice squad after I got cut, got cut from Jacksonville, went to Minnesota, went from Minnesota to the Patriots, and you know I stuck with the Patriots for two years, and it was just a blessing, you know what I'm saying? Played punt return, uh, kickoff team, kick return. Going down back then, you had to bust them wedges though. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I probably got about five, six, seven concussions. <laughs> that, that CTE probably kicked in real good. 
But I'm telling you, man, they, back then you had them four people wedges, and it was them big boys. Yeah. My job was to just run down and blow that bitch up. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It was blow it up. And I, 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 hey, I got to make this money. I got to go blow it up. You know, I did what I had to do. You know what I'm saying? So I did that. You know what I'm saying? I stuck around for two years, and it was just a blessing to be. Man, I can tell you this. Being in the NFL, you see a whole lot of things that you get respect for. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was different. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't take it for granted now uh, that I went through those things. But I wish I would have done more. Like, <clears throat> I'll take an instance. Like getting Tom Brady autograph, getting – Corey Dillon autograph. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you was around Brett. Man, I, was, I feel, I feel <clears> like back then that wasn't part of the culture. Like now, players switch jerseys. Yeah. See, back then it was like, man, I, I don't want to act like, I don't want to act like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm starstruck. Other team, fuck you. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I need that jersey. You just yeah, put you up know. 200 yards on Yeah. yeah. Like, no, come here, give me that. <laughs> so I, I didn't want to act like I was starstruck being around people. So I was like, you know what I'm saying? Okay, y'all good, but I'm, you know, shit, I'm just as good as y'all. You feel me? So, so, so. Time out. So you caught passes from Brett Favre and Tom Brady. Both of them. Damn, that's hard. See, if you, I don't know if the listeners <laughs> yeah. is comprehending what, what's yeah. going on. You are a wide receiver, Shit. but you specialized in special teams. But yeah. I'm sure in practice and maybe even some games, you caught passes from those two guys. Yeah, both of them. Matter of fact, my pinky broke right now still from Tom. I mean, from uh, Brett Favre. It yeah. was, a, I'll tell you a quick little story. It was, <laughs> it was snow up to our knees. And we was on the three-yard line. And uh, Brett Favre was like, look, if I throw you the ball and you drop it, I'll never throw you the ball again. This sound like some shit he'll say. Oh, man. He, he was cool, but he, he was serious. Oh, he meant it in front of Brett. Yeah, he oh, meant he, it. He, he wanted to win. So, we was on the three-yard line. I beat the dude on a quick little slant. You know, we called it a Dino route. I like I finna go to the corner, stuck, came back, ran the slant. I remember like it was nothing. That ball hit my pinky. That motherfucker, I just heard it pop. And I was like, ah, scream. You know what I'm saying? But they thought I was screaming because I caught the ball and I did. But, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Man, I went to the sideline. I said, look, something wrong. My God, now she won't straighten up. You know what I'm saying? I want, boy, burning big time. I know. But. I got done caught that ball though, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he gonna trust me. Yeah, I caught that ball. <laughs> he gonna trust me. So look, they were like, hey, look, you can put a splint on it and you want you gonna have to hold off some, but you can fight the pain. Shit, I ain't put no splint on it. That's why I still like it is today. Because I would have uh I was like, shit, I gotta fight the pain. Cause I gotta make this team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no question I gotta make this team somehow. I wasn't going home. You right. feel me? You know what I'm saying? So at that point, well, it was like one of the things, and I and I um with Coach Spurrier, man, I give him a lot of credit because he instilled in us that look, you you can be average or you can got done try to be the best every play, you know what I'm saying? And because he instilled that in us to, to be the best every play, it was something that went to my work ethic and everything I do, you know what I'm saying? So. When coaches will get on you hard, you need, look, take the good from it and move on. You know what I'm saying? They're going to cuss at you. They're going to call your name. They're going to tell you sorry. But, shit, you take the good out of what they're saying and you move on. And that's what a lot of players these days, kids are missing. They get so heartfelt or, you know, like babies when people come at them and say, look, man, you 
constructive criticism. They yeah, can't right. take it. A lot of people can't, but they want the truth. A lot yeah, of can't handle they don't know they don't want the truth. No, they don't even want it. Because I'm gonna tell you, they can't handle the truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They want you to it's tell them they good, they, they this, they that, but they don't want you to tell them like, look, bro, you caught that ball, but you ran that route terrible. You know what I'm saying? You made a great one-hand catch. I love what you did, but the route you ran, it was suck. Yeah. They don't want to hit it. Yeah. They get an attitude with you over something like that. But shit, I man, if I ran it, I remember one practice. I ran a ten-yard route. I ran a nine-yard route. The route was supposed to be ten. I caught the ball with one hand, curl route. Coach told me, "Look, we went back to watch film." He said, "Yeah, you made a great catch, but that was a fucking terrible route." You won't play in the game with that route. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that was the perfection that he – that was what we lived by at Florida at that time. That's why we were so good in, in that era of 2000 – well, 96 to 2004. We were so great in that era because we lived in perfection. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't mess up in practice or the next person behind you was going to take your spot. Shit, I'll give you this. The number one receiver in the nation, Reggie Vickers. Didn't play until he was a junior in college. Jeez, yeah. shit. I like Mac Brown. But you know what? <laughs> but but you know why? Because he had came to Florida with that attitude, like I'm the I'm best. best. You can't tell me shit. Yeah, you weren't humbled or nothing. You know what I'm saying? A lot of players ain't humble in college, man. Yeah. That's why when they get to the pros, it, it, it's it flop on them. Yeah. You, you didn't take the time to really learn the game. You was just playing it your way, not right. being humble. Then when you get to the NFL, it's a structure. You ain't coming in as you. You might they may mold you into Definitely. another player. Yep. A lot of people make that state mistake going into college too because of how good they were in high school. Yeah, so so they don't even get to show what they did. They, they show their talents from high school because they still stuck in the pants on that high school shit. And then that's when their players love to bring up high school. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> but and see, you right, and see, they were like, and, I, and and that was one of the things. Like, I was like, man, look, man, we we fighting for these spots. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I had another receiver that was with me, Carlos Perez. You know what I'm saying? He didn't want to get redshirted either. You know what I'm saying? So we all fighting for this. You know what I'm saying? Basically, it was four receivers in the top twenty that signed with Florida when those two receivers decided they was going to the NFL. Right. So, your, your year, you committed. Yeah. Okay. So, it was four of us. Me, Matt Jackson, Carlos Perez, and Reggie Vickers. All top 20 wide receivers. All top 20 wide receivers. Damn. And Florida didn't even know. All That's of us so signed. Good. All of us signed, <laughs> and nobody knew that we were signing to Florida. Oh, so y'all just all thinking the same thing. Like, y'all ain't had no conversation. Nothing. No talking or nothing. We all thought, okay, shit. Daryl Jackson left. Travis Taylor left. I got a spot. I got a spot. Yeah, oh I got a shot. God. I got a spot to shot. Not knowing Florida <laughs> recruited all y'all. Exactly. <laughs> it was crazy, Damn. man. It was crazy, but it, it was. Sound lit though. I bet practice was offense was just going crazy. Well, you every play you going hard. You can't slack up. Not one play. Who's Who's your quarterbacks in college? So Jesse Palmer started me out my freshman year. Okay. Then Rex Grossman came in. Rex. I know Rex went to the league. Yeah, yeah. Rex. Uh, Jesse Palmer, though? Jesse Palmer played with the Giants for a while. Okay, so yeah. they both went. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then my senior year, Chris Leak came. Oh, so they all went. So all of them went for a second. They all went. I had some good quarterbacks, man. I had some good quarterbacks. Then yeah, you went on to the NFL to play with Brett Favre and Tom Brady. Yep. So you just play with good quarterbacks all your life. Oh, like, yeah. It's just 
Fingers be all different places, like, man. Yeah, like they stuck like that, yeah. too. And the pinky's always been, they're ready to catch some shit. Man, the pinky's always broke. <laughs> always. <laughs> that ball, back, that point of that ball hit it, it's over with. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Quarterbacks are uh, throwing viciously, like going crazy. Yeah. Man, do you keep up with any of the guys you, you play with? What's some names you I talked to with? a lot of guys. Andre Thurman, Donald Driver. Okay. Um... I still, man, it was crazy when I went to Minnesota, man. I became real tight with Travis Taylor. Okay. So I was on practice squad. Travis Taylor took brought me in because I went to Florida and let me live with him. So I ain't even had to pay for no place to stay. Oh, that's dope. That's you know what I'm saying? Love. That's just yeah. that gate of love. You yeah, know man. what I'm saying? So I stayed with him when I was there, and um, but people don't realize how. Man, the life of an NFL player, every day you go to practice, if you mess up, you got to worry about, dang, I messed up this one play. Is this Reaper going to touch me on my shoulder? Mm-hmm. That's how you live. Like, your stress level was on 10 right, I know that's, every that's, single practice, every single play. So that's tough on the mental a little bit, too. Man, what? That's why that plays a mental game. That's why people go crazy in the NFL because – if you mess up one practice and then the dude behind you have a great practice, they like, well, shit, we don't need him no more. Boom, I mean, he gone. And it ain't like baseball and baseball and basketball where your contract is guaranteed. Right. Football is the only uh, professional sport where the contract is not guaranteed. I, think the player, I don't think the players got enough voice in the NFL because it's like after three years in most sports, you considered a, a vet and you get all these benefits. And- well, they have went to that. Um, yeah, they have. They have in the last couple of years. Yeah. They, they, they starting to give benefits. I'm saying like NBA been doing that. Yeah. Like it's more voice with players. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like That's what I'm saying. I don't think NFL vets are really speaking up for the players like Chris mm-hmm. Paul has for the NBA, LeBron. That's that's true. You know I agree with that. And I think NFL, NFL y'all take a big contact, man. They be, but they be scared because if they get cut, it ain't no more checks coming. It ain't like the NBA. If I sign five years, you paying me five years whether I'm there or not. You paying me my yeah. money. And if I re- if you cut me and I go somewhere else, you still yeah. Not sure. MLB. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Major right. League Baseball. I signed a ten year, two hundred million dollar contract. Whether yeah, I pay four years or ten years, you paying me. I think MLB was probably like more number one, but it like, used to be back okay. then. They guaranteed. It's guaranteed all, all the, the money. money. Guaranteed. So, you know what I'm saying, football, I gotta start in my, my way of living. You know what I'm saying? I'm living by my means. I'm I got this million dollar house. You know, I might have paid it off, but the taxes on it, the light yeah. bill on it, you right. know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden my check stopped. What I'm gonna do? Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna tell you like I tell you a quick story. My first year in the NFL, man, I, I went crazy. Like, like every night I'm what? spending seven, five, seven, eight thousand dollars in the oh, club. Okay. Oh, he's going crazy. I'm buying. That's how you going crazy. All my partners, my cousins, we got them going to Vegas. We got them kicking it. You know, I'm buying one way trips to places. Sure. I'm I'm kicking it. You know, help my mom with them on their house, help them with uh, with a car, you know, a navigator. Like, I'm, I'm just spending money. And I didn't realize that it wasn't. Promised to me to make it to the team. Right. So we get back around to the next year after my first year. I got 
$392 in the bank. Damn. And I'm wondering if I'm finna make the team for the second year. You feel me? Yeah. So I'm like, damn, I'm broke. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So, but I was blessed to, you know what I'm saying, play four years. So I learned after that first year that I can't do what I did. You know right. what I'm saying? You but it's, you learn from your mistakes, though. Yeah, but I mean, 21 years old, I ain't never had no money like that. You know what I'm saying? Parents were blessed to be able to provide for me. And, you know what I'm saying? But I still was never in a position where I could just get what the hell I wanted. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, shit, we're doing that, bro. I mean, you give a kid 21 years old $300,000. What you think he gonna do? Blow me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where we going? Where we going? I ain't had no. Ain't had no kids. I ain't had no wife. I ain't had nothing. I was just living. Oh, yeah. That's bachelor. I'm living. Young Bill Bill. Yeah. So, man, it was just a blessing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, of being able to make it back then, extra. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, it it was it was good and um I mean and it's been good after football too. Yeah, you know, I, I was say, let's, let's fast forward. You been yeah. you the man, you the man in the um, peace tree industry. So I got a, I got a question about the the, the football career first. Uh, what what was your uh your best memory in the NFL? Um. My best memory in the NFL, I think, was that preseason game. I took that uh, kick return to the crib. What was it? And I did. Yards? It was 67 yards. Okay. And, I, and I jumped up and did the Lambo leap. No, not in preseason. I jumped up and did the Lambo leap. No, no, it wasn't no okay. slow. That's still dope, though. Hey, it's still, hey, but you, doing, hey, you, you got to do it, though. That's I know that felt amazing. Oh, man. I know that felt. They had that embrace from the fans and you, the well, adrenaline. And, I'm talking about that was the best feeling ever. Because that's it. That, I, like, I wasn't a football player, but just watching it, it was something that's like, okay, you know, I can dream this now. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? I'm here. Yeah. I can I can really I can really make this happen. You, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So. I, you know what I'm saying? I went to sleep thinking about that. Like, look, man, if you get an opportunity, jump up in that stands, you score that touchdown. And that the first thing I did, jumped up there in the stands. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was a blessing to be able to do that. That's what's up. Uh, another question. Who was I – know, I know you caught passes from Tom Brady and Brett Favre, but uh, I want to ask you, who's the best player you went against? Not even like you – like. Cornerback wise, but I also want to know who was the best cornerback you faced up with. But tell me who was the best like player you went against, whether it was a running back you played against or quarterback, wide receiver. Man, the best player I say the best player I ever seen play was just play, play with Michael Vick. Mm. When I was with Jacksonville, we played Atlanta in the uh, our third preseason game, and the third preseason game is where the, the starters play yeah. to mostly the third quarter. Okay. And that guy there is amazing, bro. <laughs> like when people when people watch him and you actually on the field watching how fast and what he was doing. He was in the prime of his career then, mm-hmm. two thousand four, well, two thousand five. Oh, yeah. That's the prime. That's, yeah. that, that, that was uh, bro, Madden. The, he was on Madden. Yeah. The man yeah. was freaking. It was crazy. Oh man, Nike endorsed him big. Nike. It was stupid of what he was doing, bro. So. So you saw it. First hand, oh. sideline on the field. And then the other the other one is Ray Lewis. Mm. That's, Killer. That's, that's the best player you lined up against. Killer. Man, Ray Lewis, Corey Dillon got the ball. 
I don't know y'all remember Corey Dillon. He played with play with the Bengals. Oh, come on, man. He played with the Bengals. Ken Kane, man, Corey Dillon got the ball and was coming down the side, and Ray Lewis took off from the middle of the field. <laughs> and man, he hit that man and he slid into the done cool. I mean, to the Gatorade uh, stand. I oh. mean. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> but it was two bulls, just like two bulls. Like he, Corey seen him coming. Yeah. And Ray just didn't. He didn't slow down. He didn't. Man, took Corey that. Corey tried him. Like, yeah, him. he Punish tried him. to put that shoulder down. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Used to try it too, everybody. Oh Smaller man. Smaller backs be trying. They try. And Ray Lewis oh. came and put that thing on him. What I'm talking about. That was the hardest hit I ever seen just on the sideline right in front of me. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? That was crazy. But. Hey, that's a Super Bowl MVP right there. Hall of Famer. What's yeah. the best corner you faced? Um, man, the best corner I faced, Dre Bly. Dre Bly? Dre Bly. Really? I wasn't expecting you to say that. I wasn't that. expecting that. I wasn't expecting that. The, he was the best corner I went against, Dre wow. Bly. Yeah. Okay. But okay. in practice, I always went against the best. I went against some great corners in practice. Charles um, Wilson was there when you was there, or mm-mm. was he not? Uh, no, it was Al Harris and Mike McKenzie. Okay. With the, they had the dreads back then. Yeah. To play with. Yeah, yeah. They were the, man, Oh, them boys. Keep them corners. And then, um, well, these were Green Bay. Oh, okay, Green Bay. Okay. And um, and then uh, Batman. Y'all know Batman. He went to Doug High School here in Atlanta. Ahmad Carroll. Ahmad Carroll. Yeah, he went to Doug High School, and so we came out the same year. Uh, he went to Arkansas. Okay. He was real good and fast. Uh, when I was with the Patriots, man, we had some good corners. Um, Asante Samuel. Uh huh. Ellis Hobbs. Uh, they were some good corners, but man, when I tell you, I gave them hell in practice, bro. Man, <laughs> I gave them hell, and I used to talk. So by the time I got to the Patriots, I was more feeling myself like, man, I could do this. You know what I'm saying? I could really do this. And man, I was giving them boy the business in practice. You yes, know sir. what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, sir. Making them look bad, and uh, I'll never forget my last year with the Patriots. I, I did everybody in the preseason. I had like three touchdowns. I had the most yards. But Kelly Washington had got a five hundred thousand dollar signing <laughs> bonus from Tennessee, and they were like, because we invested in him, they made it. You know, that's when politics came into yeah. play. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So he made the team. I got released at that point in time. That's when I had to get into real life. Then you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? So. I'm sitting at the crib trying to figure out what I'm going to do because after football, you lost, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, you really don't know if you haven't done anything. Like, I was really just lost. So, I tried to get in a little real estate, but I didn't really know what I was doing. That wasn't really my niche. You know what I'm saying? So, my cousin invited me to come to the dealership. And he was like, look, sell some cars because you're good with people. You smile, you know what I'm saying? And uh, see how you like it. Crazy man, my first deal I sold was a BMW X three X six, and I sold it to my cousin. Mm-hmm. And so the manager was like, my cousin came in. The manager was like, look, you know who is this? I said my cousin. I said I need to make sure he get a great deal because it's my these my kinfolk. You know what I'm saying? So the manager said, okay, we're gonna discount it this much, and you take this out if he signed it. This price, it was six hundred thirty dollar payment. You know, he signed it. This we good. You know, we got a deal. Took it out there. Cuz signed on the first pencil, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, cool. I got me a deal. You know what I'm saying? 
And so I went back the next day. I said, well, how I do on that deal? You know, I know I didn't make much because I'm my cousin. He said, look at this. I made $7,000 on the deal. On, deal? <laughs> on, on my cousin, though. No? It was $7,000 times 30%. You know what I'm saying? Jeez. So I was like, you know, $2,000 in my pocket. Right. I'm like, man, y'all, I couldn't do that to my cousin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but... um. I was like, man, so you telling me I can make this money in 45 minutes on one deal? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So I started perfecting the craft. Within within a year, I became a manager. Dang, fast track. Mm-hmm. So I became a manager. And uh, a year and a half, I became a manager. And I, t- I taught myself the game. I used to sit behind the managers and watch the keys they hit, what fingers they use, you know what I'm saying, what things they did on the computer. And I was like, I just don't want to be a salesperson. You know what I'm saying? Right. I wanted that manager title. And uh, ended up doing that and uh, got got to be a manager, you know what I'm saying, stayed a manager for like six years. And um, after that, you know what I'm saying, it was like I kept, I was getting tired of getting played with because as a manager, you was the first to get fired. Your pay plan was the first to change, but the salespeople got treated like gold. Mm-hmm. So I was like, shit, I'm finna flip the game. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go sell cars. Yeah. I don't forget being a manager. I'm gonna flip it. Mm-hmm. So I went to sell a car at Care, I mean at um Hennessy Ford. This was 2018, July 2018. July 15th, I started. I sold 15 cars. From the 15th through the end of the month. The hey, next. Two weeks? After oh, that. <laughs> and I was fresh and new. <clears throat> That's crazy. Like and so they had this thing there. If you sell 20 cars, you get paid 10 grand. No it matter what. one month? Yeah. No matter what you do. It's still like that? No, nah, it ain't like that now. Because of you. They changed it. But. You sell 20 cars, you get 10 grand. So everybody, you know what I'm saying? So no matter what the gross is, if you lose money, making money on the car deal, it didn't matter. So the next month, I hit 20. The month after that, I hit 20. I ain't, it's been two years now. I've never sold less than 20 cars since I've been there. And that, I, I, we, me and Tony, when we came in, Jeez. we was hearing that. I was like, ain't no way this man selling 20 cars a month. But when I got in photography... At four, I was like, man, this man back here every day. He's the only one back here every day. Uh, so I've been, like, so now 20 cars used to be my mark. And I was like, okay, I hit 20. So now 30 cars is my mark. In a month? You sell the bro, car every stop, day. Bro. Stop, bro. Stop, bro. 30 cars. Like, it's right now, it's the, 10th, it's the 10th of the month. I got 12 cars out. Damn. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I found my niche. And then, I so. I got a question. Do, do you, well, has your, I guess, background status helped you as See, far as car sales like and, selling and that's what happened that that drive that coach bird and putting me and my coaches putting me to wanting to be the best and pay attention to details so they always forced us to pay attention to details the small things right and so i pay attention to all the little things that have helped me to get to where i'm at now you okay. know what i'm saying and a lot of people they think that oh, and the manager's giving you this. They they giving you that. But at the end of the day, I'm doing this month in month out. Right. And they you, you trying to figure out what I'm doing. 
you don't you can't figure it out because it ain't it don't come nothing it's nothing but work ethic and paying attention to details yeah. you know what i'm saying and if you don't do those little things like that then you're not gonna be successful you know right. what i'm saying well god told me when i got in the car business this could be a career or is this a career for you or is it a job if it's a job you're just gonna come to work do do, do just enough make enough phone calls sell 10 12 cars and go home but if it's a career you're gonna carry your card around with you to the gas station you can carry your car to the club you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can go in there and holler at girl, but you don't get that girl your card too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because this is your career. Shit, shit. So I started doing that, and man, my the sales just started picking up. People trust you. You know what I'm saying? You make sure they're getting good deals, and your referral basis just keeps coming, keeps okay. coming because of who you know and what you're doing. Right. You know how, you, how, you, how you did that deal for them. Exactly. You know right. what I'm saying? How you treat people, how you are with people, how you interact. It all plays. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, like I say, I've always been humble. You know what I'm saying? I've always believed in being humble. But, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to let your head down and say, look, nigga, you ain't going to be able to do what I do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> look, you can't do what I do. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, man, it just it's just been a blessing to be able to take everything that I've learned from youth football on up. And that's why I tell people, these parents these days, let your kids be coached. Let them be coached by other people and you get out the way. Because the little things that they can learn to be able to be pushed, to be able to pay attention to details, to be able to let another voice get in their head mm -hmm. is big on them later on in life. For sure. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure we all can attest to that because we all grew up on sports and yeah, we had we had several coaches and it and it does it builds character it, it makes you into a better man all the trials and tribulations you go through playing sports can be life lessons as well exactly and and that's why I think all kids should play some type of sport whether yeah. it's a girl during cheerleading gymnastics it builds character you can't, uh, you can't go your whole life just soccer or and whatever. that's it right there it build it builds your character teaches because you teamwork teach you how yeah. to te play with it teach interact. you how to win and lose and it teaches you how to overcome obstacles for sure because in everyday life you're gonna have obstacles hit you left and right you know what i'm saying even at the dealership man we have we can't find keys you don't know where the car is the car don't went through service it's messed <laughs> up how to get over it you know all of it happens bro and yeah. if you don't have a level head that you can get over it and move forward then you stuck you know what i'm saying you would never be good you know what i'm saying so just learning them little things coming up, and it starts in youth football. And you know what I'm saying? Nowadays, it's a void there. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people say, well, the kids done change. It ain't the kids, it's the parents and the coaches done change. Mm -hmm. Because when I came up, it didn't matter how good you was. If you didn't come out here and run hard, your ass go to another team. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, if you come out there and you don't run hard, but you're the superstar, the coach is going to let you still stay on the team. And then guess what the other kids gonna do? Well, shit. No, they paying they they paying for that player to come to their team. That player ain't paying no dues. His parents ain't paying no dues. Okay. You didn't hear last chance you when the dude was like, we done had players sabotage the team just because they could. Like they was the best, and they they there didn't want to they, they didn't want to play their role. So for sure, yeah, that you got it, man. You had it back in the day. If the parent acted up, man, I don't want your son then. 
Now the parent can act up because shit. Now the coach gonna be like, "Look, I'm begging you, just let me have the son." You know, I don't care. You know, they let the parent act up. So what the kids are seeing is, shoot, my parents acting up. They doing it. I can do it too. You know what I'm saying? So that's what's happening in youth football now and youth sports. Period. It ain't the kids. The kids ain't changed. It ain't the culture. It's what the parents and the coaches allow these kids to do these days that has changed. And now. You done made it. You done made of this cycle, and you can't break it because right. everybody. Yeah, you done created the problem. So, you know what I'm saying? I do coach you football, and that's one of the things that I man, I tell these kids straight up. You got to go get it. You got to earn it. For you sure. know what I'm saying? It ain't. I built the team. I in in nine you. We went to straight to the championship. First year. First year. Straight. Okay. Built off just just going hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We didn't know what we had. We just going hard. And they coaching, motivating them. Five seconds left in the game, we get a fumble and run into the end zone, touchdown, win the game. Jeez. <laughs> you know crazy. what I'm saying? So, man, I, that's what I believe in. That's what I that's why I go every day. Like they ask, ask me at the job, why you don't take your day off? Man, I I take it some, but I'm I got something I'm trying to accomplish every month. You know what I'm saying? I wanna be the best. I done had that that tag of being the best salesperson there for almost two years. Damn. That's something I don't want to give up. You know for what I'm sure. saying? So, you know what I'm saying? It's just been a blessing, man. And football taught me a lot. Football taught me about, about life, taught me life skills. Like you said, my character, everything. And it's just been a blessing, you know what I'm saying, to go through it. You know what I'm saying? To, to be able to be uh, with those teams and the coaches and be around them players. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 super dope. Yeah. To to make to make it this and have that story and be able to build off that. You know, no matter how long you was there, you you made it. Yeah. You did something. That's one in a million right there. And and one thing you can if if it was possible or if a kid came to you and asked you got you got the you can help them. You can can help them understand the road the road Mm -hmm. to glory. It ain't it ain't easy getting there. You can be the man in high school, college, but like you said, after the third round, they want to take no more yeah. receivers. Right. What could you do? Right. I mean, you did your part. You, yeah. you showed out. Yeah. But they just NFL just the a game different is the business. Game. The game man, the business I, is the business. I never realized how it affected just so many more people than what I was doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like my home, like Latonia, like Man, like, I never knew how proud they was of me just because of what I did. You know what I'm saying? But, shit, I can go anywhere in Latonia. You know what I'm saying? You know, anywhere, everybody know who I am. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And and because I built my name up and my reputation, bro, I I can go anywhere in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? And I'm good. You know, somebody, I'm going to see somebody I know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I never took that for granted. You know what I'm saying? Never took that for granted at all. You know, and uh, always respected all my peers, respected my people. You know what I'm saying? It might be some, you know, some women out there that don't like me, but I, you know, I, <laughs> I always treated them with respect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I always yeah. treated them hey, with respect. Hey, you, know? Hey, you did your but, part. My, you know. my, I got one. I think this might be my last question, but if if we have kid listeners out there, what would be your advice to a a kid that's grinding, trying to get to places you have been. Man, what I would tell kids is to stay focused. Leave these women alone. Leave these 
drugs alone, uh, leave that stuff alone as you're trying to get to where you want to be. You know, I was that kid that watched there. I didn't have Jordans. I ain't had, you know, my parents made enough money to be able to put me in these athletics. But having that extra, you know what I'm right. saying? I would go Christmases where I only got underwear and socks for Christmas because I had that sacrifice. I was the oldest for my younger siblings to be able to get get clothes and do things like that. And so, man, it's, it pushed me, you know what I'm saying? But it pushed me at that point in time to basketball because that's what my thing was. I was trying to make it to the NBA, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, man, I used to go outside and run up and down with these, them little shoes on for your calf muscles. Yeah. Back then they had them strap-on shoes for your calf muscles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Doing push-ups and sales every day. Just because I wanted to be the best, you know what I'm saying? I wanted something more than what I had already, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? So I would tell kids to stay focused and to do something that somebody else is not doing, you know what I'm saying? So if it's 10 o'clock at night and you're about to go to bed, knock out 100 push-ups, you know what I'm saying? Because somebody else ain't doing it. You know, when you wake up in the morning, knock out another 100 push-ups because somebody ain't doing it, right. you know what I'm saying? It's a commercial. You watching your favorite show? Knock out fifty sit ups. You know what I'm saying on that commercial time, mm-hmm. and just do it on a consistent basis for an hour, because nobody else is doing it. Right. You know what I'm saying. So you have to find out what nobody else is doing and apply that. And when you are doing what everybody else is doing, you got to try to be the best at everything. Okay. You know what I'm saying. And you may not be the best, but as long as you're giving your effort and you as long as you're doing everything you're supposed to, your blessings gonna come. Mentality. You know what I'm saying? Mentality. Yeah. Real. Yep. I got I got I guess I got one last thing. You you from the east side. We all from the east side. Mm-hmm. Uh you went to La Thonia. Well when when I posted the uh the I don't know if you follow the players then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we posted we posted our post. Uh, your cousin hit me, who was my high school coach, uh, Eddie Johnson. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. My high school coach for basketball. I just wanted to shout him out because uh, he just won a, a state championship Man, on the, yeah. last year or the year before that. Cousin won a couple. And he but won one in Miller Grove, too. Miller Grove as well. Yeah. We, all, we, we didn't get one. We was close. We got to the Elite <laughs> Eight, I think, with MLK, yeah. my junior year. But... Uh, yeah, I just wanted to shout, yeah. shout, shout, it's shout crazy out. You mentioned, I'm going to send him the link if he's listening. Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> you mentioned him, man. We went to the 99. Uh, he he came out of 99. Right, so right, right. basketball 99, we went to the uh, to the state championship. I think we lost in the uh, either Elite Eight or it was the Final Four we lost. You know what I'm saying? But we had a squad, man. We had shoot, Russell was playing. I call him Russell, uh, you know, but Eddie Johnson. Uh, we had a night, Kenny Ziegler, uh, Emerson Brown, uh, Jason Patterson. Yeah, he was a coach. He was one of your too. coaches, too. Yeah, yeah. Philip Harper, he was yeah, one he of your coaches. Too, yeah. yeah, we had a nice basketball team. You know what I'm saying? Could've, so it could have went either way, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, I was just blessed to be more talented at football than basketball. But having them guys to push you every day, even in basketball, you know what I'm saying? So 
Uh, man, life, life back then was good, and it was just, you know, we competed with each other, everything, you know, whether it was dressing, whether it was who had the most beat in their car, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was it was just, you competed with each other, but you loved every, you know what I'm saying? You loved everything about each other, you For know sure. what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. Well, you got you got a question, Tony? You asked the question. I also asked. I asked all your questions. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Some of them I was going to ask. He just answered just by telling his story. True. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give a shout-out to them, my wifey. You know what I'm saying? She oh, at yeah. home. You know, Dominique, uh, the kids. Uh, you know, my kids. Give a shout-out to them. Um, and just to the whole east side, man. You know hey, what I'm saying? It's been love. It's, it's been east love. Yes, yeah, sir. So we're going to do a, a quick plug real quick. We got to handle the business. Then I think we're going to maybe talk about the All-Star Weekend. Cool, cool. A little bit then, and then we're done. Uh-huh. But tired of losing in fantasy sports. Times are changing. Now it's just up you versus the numbers. Prize Picks is the perfect place for you, whether you are the biggest sports fan around or you are a seasoned vet in daily fantasy space. On prize picks, you simply select two to five players and predict if they will go over or under their fantasy projections. Think Trey Young is going to score 35 points and 10, drop 10 dimes? Take his over and win real cash today. Prize picks gives you the chance to win 10 times your money for getting four predictions correct. Entries are so simple, they can be made in less than 60 seconds. Sign up today at prizepicks.com, or of course, you can go to you know Google. Uh, apps or you know your app store and get the app prize picks or on the prize picks app and use code players then that's p-l-a-y-e-r-s-d-e-n to get a 100% match on your first deposit of up to $100 prize picks truly is daily fantasy simplified so remember if you will match up to 100% up to $100 so if you throw in 50 you get 100 you throw in 20 you get 40, you throw in 100, you get 200, you throw in 50 cent, you get a dollar. <laughs> Make the money as easy as fun, have fun with it. That's the plug, all right. Uh, one, one last question, I don't know if you mentioned it or not. What's uh, some of your major goals in life, like your main goals that you want to accomplish, if you haven't already accomplished? Man, well, I guess being a professional athlete was one of them, but now, man, it's just taking care of the family, you know what I'm saying, making sure the kids graduate, and just giving them something that I didn't have, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I worked my butt off at the job, you know what I'm saying, to, to be able to provide. Because I don't like um, going to the gas station looking at the gas prices or going to the, <laughs> going to the uh, grocery store looking at what I'm buying. You know, I like to go in there and just throw it in the buggy. Hey, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I work hard enough. Yeah, this is what I want, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the, that's the goal. Yeah, man. you know, if I'm going to spend – yeah, I'm going to spend 10, 12 hours at a place. You know, I'm going to be able to do what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Take them, like, take them on vacations to different islands and different places like that and, and not have to struggle or, or or allow them to say, well, man, I wish I would have went there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Nah, you going there. You know what I'm saying? So I've been blessed to be able to take them to different places and do different things with them. You know, family vacations every year to be able to do that and that's something I didn't have that I always wanted you know what I'm saying and uh, so that's that's one of that's my major goals is just to be a good parent you know make sure I show them things that I didn't have and then just teach them about their culture and and just be a good parent to them you know what I'm saying 
not necessarily be a good friend because I'm not interested in being a best friend right now, but a good parent. Mm-hmm. And it's a difference, you know what I'm saying? And that's something that people don't realize. You try to be your kid's best friend, you're not going to get the respect that you need. All right. But if you come at them and you show them why you're being a parent, then being a best friend comes with it. Right. You see what I'm saying? And so. I, well, this I guess that's a, like a, a personal like preference or like re- relation to what you had to say. Yeah. Is when, when, you, when you be a parent until they grown, the friendship kind of just happens yeah. organically. You know? mm-hmm. When 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 you was a parent the whole time. Yeah. So I feel like that's that might be a disconnect that a lot of parents have, and I I can't speak too much on being a parenthood because mm. I don't have kids, but yeah. just as a son and as a kid that have a relationship with a parent. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's just something that I learned over the years. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. But uh, yes, I think that's it. We, look, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay, cool. But yeah, we appreciate you coming in tonight, man. Like I said, a lot sure. of people were happy. A lot of people are definitely happy to see yeah, man. one of the Kite brothers in here, man. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you. Growing up, I ain't even. I went to MLK, didn't even know Joel Kite had a brother. Like, yeah, uh, right. I know Joel. <laughs> man, I'm talking yeah. about MLK. Loved him. So oh yeah, I mean, yeah, man. yeah. So I'm the man. Got the MLK in tenth grade. That's all I was hearing. Yeah, Kite, yeah. Kite. I'm like, where he at? Linebacker number number one, I think. And, it, and, and it's crazy about little bro because he was too big to play. He played like one or two years of park ball, but he couldn't make the weights. So he stopped playing. You know what I'm saying? He stopped playing. And uh, so didn't nobody really know what or how what type of player or what he was gonna you know be. And uh, man, it was just in his blood, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. 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 big brother working, doing <laughs> yeah, his thing. It's That's in his blood. Yeah, yeah definitely. Song, definitely. Yeah. But that's it. Y'all been tuned into the Players Den podcast. Our special guest, Kelvin Kite. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all having me. We appreciate yeah. you, man. Great story. Great story. Uh, y'all been tuned in. It's your boy Wayne. Tone. Tony O. We out, baby. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, my man. Oh yeah, for sure.